Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. I don't think anybody's ever come to this portion of scripture with that as a problem, but this is the world we live in today. And it's kind of silly in one sense, okay? Look, take what God gives you and entrust with you and be happy with it. It's called contentment. It's a beautiful thing. If you feel like, well, they got more land than I got. Hey, how much did you did God give you? We use land in quotations. Are you happy with what he's given you? Just enjoy that. It's a miracle that God entrusts us with any good thing. In our selfishness, we will quickly turn good things into instruments to serve our own benefit, and often at the cost of others and the dishonoring of God. Yet, God still gives us so much. We often look at the wealth of the wicked in this world, and we struggle with jealousy. But that wealth won't last into eternity. God gives us so much more than just a big bank account. As Pastor James will explain in today's message, he gives us eternal life and the call to share it with others. Now here's Pastor James in the book of Numbers, chapter 25, with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. This is going to be a lot of names that I will mispronounce, and it's okay. Verse 1 of chapter 26, after the plague had ended, the Lord said to Moses and to Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, from the whole community of Israel, record the names of all the warriors by their families. List all the men 20 20 years old or older who are able to go to war. So the soldiers, we've got to know who these guys are. So they're on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho, that mighty city, Jericho. Moses and Eliezer, the priests, issued these instructions to all the, uh, the leaders of Israel. List all the men of Israel 20 years old and older, just as the Lord commanded Moses. This is the record of all the descendants of Israel who came out of Egypt. So we're going to go tribe by tribe. But just so you understand, Moses' method here is he hears from God, and then he delegates that out to the different tribal leaders. That's, that's, that's good leadership, okay? That's what you want. Like, that's good leadership. He can't count all these guys himself, right? There's just no way. So he delegates it out to each of the, the, the tribe leaders. So the first one up is Reuben. Uh, these are the clans, or were the clans descended from the sons of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son. Uh, Hanachite tribe or clan named after its ancestor, Hanak. Paluite clan, sure, named after ancestor Palu. <laughs> Hezerite clan, named after ancestor Hezron, that's an easy one. Carmite clan, named after their ancestor Carmi. These are the clans of Reuben. Their registered troops numbered 43,730. Palu was the ancestor of Eli- Eliab, and Eliab was the father of Nemuel, Dathan, and uh, Abar- Abaram, I think is how you say his name. Ab- uh, Dathan and Abaram were the same community leaders who conspired with Korah against Moses and Aaron, if you remember that story, rebelling against the Lord. But the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them with Korah, and the fire devoured 250 of their followers. This served as a warning to the entire nation of Israel. However, the sons of Korah did not die that day. All right, so you have, first one up is, is Reuben, and so 
their numbers, and I cannot remember right now what their numbers is. I think their number out of the total tribes, not many of them increased from the previous census. Okay, I have the numbers listed for everybody except for Reuben. Um, I believe he decreased, but I'll find out for you. Simeon. Simeon. This is a clan from the sons of Simeon. Uh, Jemuelite. Jemuelite. Uh, named after his ancestor Jemuel. Uh, Jemenite clan after the ancestor Jemen. Jaconite after Jacon. Uh, Zahorite after Zahor or Zahar. Uh, Shulite after Sheol, I don't know, Sheol, Sheol, um, one of those. Uh, these are the clans of Simeon, the registered troops number 22,200. This one I do know was a loss of 63%. From, from census one to census two, you lost 63% of your warriors. Okay? Uh, the last count, or the first count was 59,300. So over the course of 40 years, this tribe specifically decreased concerning warriors by 63%. That's not the direction you want to head, okay? Tribe of Gad. The descendants of the son of Gad were Zephonite clan named after Zephon, Haggai clan named after Haggai, Shunite clan named after Shunai, Oznite clan after Ozni, uh, Erite clan after Eri. Uh, Eridite, after their ancestor, Eridai, your translation may have it listed as, as a different name, but New Living Translation says Eridai. Uh, the Eralite clan, after Erali. So these are the clans of, uh, of Gad, and their registered troops numbered 40,500. This was a loss of 11%. Okay, So they, the previous count for them was 46,650. So they've lost 11% of their warriors. Judah. Judah had two sons, Er, Er, and Onan, who had died in the land of Canaan. These were the clans descended from Judah's surviving sons. Uh, Shelanite clan from Shelah, Perizzite clan from Perez, Zerhite clan from Zerah. And these were the subclans descended from the Perizzites. The uh, Hezronites, named after Hezron, and uh, Hemulites after Hemuel. These are the clans of Judah. Their troops, or the registered troops, numbered 76,500. They gained 3%. Okay? So Judah is like, I don't know about you guys, but we're going this direction. It's not much, but we're going that direction. Their previous um, count was 74,600. Okay? Then the Issachar. Issachar, uh, the sons of Issachar. Tolite clan were from Tola. Uh, Puite clan from Pua. And Jashubite clan from Jashub. And Shimronite uh, from Shimron. These were the clans of Issachar. Their registered troops numbered 64,300. They had a gain of 18%. Okay, Their last count was 54,400. So they're moving in the right direction as well. Zebulun. Uh, Zebulun had the Seredite clan, named after Sered. Uh, Elianite clan from Elon, Musk, not him. Um, Jehelite clan from Jehelel, or Jehelel, if that's how you say that. Um, that's Zebulun, and their number was 60,500. They went up 5%. So they used to have 57,400. That was 40 years ago. Manasseh, two clans were descended from Joshua, or Joseph, sorry, uh, through Manasseh and Ephraim. These were the clans descended from Manasseh. Uh, Macrite clan from Machir, Gileadite, Gileadite clan from uh, Gilead, Machir's son. And the subclans from the Gileadites were 
Ezraites, that's how you say it, from Ezer, uh, Helekites from Helek, uh, Assyrielites from Assyriel, uh, Shechemites from Shechem, uh, Simadites, I will say that by Simadai, Hephatites from Hefer, right? So one of Hefer's descendants, Zola, Zolophahad, he had no sons, but his daughter's name were Machla, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Zerah, right? So th- this is what's cool about this. It's all guys. All guys, all guys, all guys, all guys. Then you get to this one, and this guy, he's got no, no sons, but God's like, I want to include your daughters. Yay. And you're like, hey, yeah. You're like, sweet. Because no, nobody else does this except for God, especially back then. So he's like, you got five daughters. They're pretty awesome. The, the first one, her name means disease, but I'm sure she was a great girl. But these are the clans of Manasseh. The troops registered at 52,700. This was a gain of 64%. Last count was 32,200. So these guys went up, man. That's, that's a lot of time in the wilderness. And uh, Manasseh was taking advantage of it. Um, they were being fruitful and multiplying, okay? So even with the listing of five daughters, it's still like they're, percentage-wise, they, they increased the most. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, Ephraim. Uh, so the sons of Ephraim. height from Shethula. Uh, Becherites from Becker, or Beaker, if you want to call it that, uh, Tehanite, from Tehan, and this was a subclan descended from the <laughs> Shethulehites. The Aaronites, named after their ancestor Iran, if that's how you say his name, the clans of Ephraim, their registered troops numbered 32,500. This one was a loss of 20%. So they went down quite a bit. So they were, the first count was 40,500 they dropped down to 32,500. So Benjamin, we're getting close to the end here. Tribes of Benjamin, concerning the sons of Benjamin, uh, the Belaite clan from Bela, the Ashbelite from Ashbel, the Ahiramite clan from uh, Ahiram, and the Shafumite, it seems like I'm saying this one a lot, uh, Shafuamite clan, I'm not, but it sounds like it, uh, Shafuam, the Humphamite from Humphen or Humphen, I don't know how you say his name. Um, these are the, the subclans of descendants of Beliites, the Ardites from Ard, the Naamites from Nam, and the, the clans of Benjamin registered wise numbers were 45,600. That's a gain of 20, 29%. Um, the last count was 35,400. So Benjamin's heading in the right direction as well. They're gaining. Most of the tribes gained and um, it was only a handful of them that actually lost. So Dan, sons of Dan, the Shuhamite clan from Shu, uh, Shuham. And these were the Shuhamite clans from Dan. Their registered troops numbered 64,400, right? So that, I mean, that one's simple, right? Dan, that's easy. Uh, but they gained 3%. Their last count, their last count was 62,700. Tribe of Asher, the Imanite clan, Imna, the Ishvite clan from Ishvai, the Berite clan from, uh, and the subclans from the Berites were the Heberites from Heber and the Machielites from Machiel. Asher, this is what's cool, verse 40, uh, for verse 46. Asher also had a daughter named, it's Sarah, is how you say that name. But thank you. Thank you, Asher, my buddy, baker of breads, I think is what he's known for. Sarah, 
And these are the clans of Asher. The registered troops numbered 53,400. That's a gain of 29%. The last count was 41,500. What's cool about verse 46 is it says Asher had a daughter named Sarah. Like, and that's all it says. And I was just like, and, and that, that's so significant to me. It stands out. And it should stand out to all of us. Because there was the one guy who had his five daughters listed. And that was cool. Um, but this is Asher. And so it says Asher has, you know, and not the original Asher, obviously. But this is like Asher also had a daughter named Sarah. Well, yes, the original Asher. But uh, he had a daughter named Sarah. And, and it's like, but why? Like, why do you include her name? And I couldn't find anything on this except for one commentary that said, this is pretty significant. And then he moved on. And I'm like, why? Why is this significant? Like, these types of things will, this will keep me up all night long. This is going to bug me. This is one of those things. I don't care about what happened to dinosaurs. I don't care. I don't, what happened to dinosaurs? I don't know. It got, it got cold. They all died, I guess. I don't know. But so when I get to heaven, as people assume you're going to have these conversations with God, of like, I need to get some things answered from you, right? Like, as if that's going to be how it goes. If I'm allowed that, I'm like, I gotta, what, what about Sarah? Like, what, what, what's the significance there? God's like, eh, I just thought I'd put her in there. You know, just name drop Sarah right there. And uh, he's like, I knew, you know, thousands of years later, this would probably drive you crazy. So it's my way of messing with you, right? You're like, why? Sarah, I'm, I'm just so intrigued by this and fascinated. I'm thinking, like, she had to be a pretty awesome lady. I mean, she gets singled out by God out of the tribes of like, and Asher had a daughter named Sarah. And you're like, oh, cool, awesome. What? There's got to be more to this. And I don't know if there is. Maybe you know, uh, if, if, well, if you're going to tell me you, you have like, you understand some secrets about the Old Testament, I'm not really going to listen to you that much. But like, maybe you have some more background on this. I dug and dug and dug, and I couldn't find anything other than Sarah, princess. That's like what her name means, you know? It's like, oh, okay, kind of like Abraham, Sarah. Yeah, pretty much. So there you go. Um, shout out to Sarah is technically how you say that. And um, yeah, so she's included in genealogy. But they gained 29%. Naphtali, this is the, the, almost the last one. Well, it's the last one that gets counted because Levi's Levi tribe, they'll count them, but they don't count kind of in one sense. You'll see why. So Naphtali, these are the, the descendants, the clans descended from the sons of Naphtali. Uh, Jaz, uh, Jazielite, Jahil, Jaziel, there you go. Um, Gunite clan from Gunai, and Jezerite from Jezer. Uh, Shilamite from Shilim, if that's how you say his name. That's the clan of Naphtali. Uh, their troops numbered 45,400. That's a loss of 15%. They... Uh, Four to 38 to 40 years ago, they were at 53,400 soldiers, okay? So they, they went down. But here's what's crazy about this, verse 51. In summary, the registered troops of Israel numbered 601,730. That's basically the same number that they had 40 years ago. <laughs> I mean, your average wise, it's like, it's pretty much the same number. So there's a lot of, there's some loss but there were some gains, and it all still kind of balanced out to where they're going to march into the promised land with essentially the same amount of soldiers or warriors that they had when God counted them or had them counted 40 years ago. The Lord said to Moses, divide the land among the tribes and distribute the grants of land in, propor- in proportion to the tribes' populations. 
as indicated by the number of the names on the list. Give the larger tribes more land and smaller tribes less land. That makes sense, right? And each group receiving a grant in proportion to the size of its population. So there was none of this like, okay, we're going to take this little strip of land about the size of New Jersey, and we're going to cut it in equal parts 12 ways because it should be fair for all. No. You got more people, you need more land. You got less people, you get less land, right? You had 40 years to fix these numbers, okay? So uh, that's on you, right? Like, no, this, this is just common sense. It's common sense. You divide it up. Who has the greatest need? It's concerning space-wise. They get more land. That's how it is. That's not fair. You don't know what fair is. You and I don't know what fair is. Only God does, okay? So I trust him. Not that I don't think anybody's ever come to this portion of scripture with that as a problem, but this is the world we live in today. And it's kind of silly in one sense, okay? Look, take what God gives you and entrust with you and be happy with it. It's called contentment. It's a beautiful thing. If you feel like, well, they got more land than I got. Hey, how much did you get God give you? We use land in quotations. Are you happy with what he's given you? Just enjoy that. Just enjoy that. I don't think there was any bickering amongst the tribes of like, oh, they got more land. We didn't get, I don't know. I just see this as a good teachable opportunity for us to be satisfied with what God entrusts us with. Whether it be big or small, doesn't matter. The miracle of all miracles is that he entrusts us with anything. My goodness. Like, I, I know myself to a certain degree, and I'm like, that's just a miracle that he's, he's even blessed me with what I do have. I can't even believe that sometimes. But you got to divvy out the land according to the size of each group or each tribe. Um, verse, 50, uh, verse 55, but you must assign the land by lot and give land to each ancestral tribe according to the number of names on the list. Each grant of land must be assigned by lot among the larger and smaller tribal groups. Now let's talk about the tribe of Levi. This is a record of the Levites who were counted according to their clans. The Gershonite clan from Gershon, the Kohathite clan from Kohath, and the Marite clan from Marai. Uh, that's how you say it. Lebanites and the Hebronites and the <laughs> Achalites, the Mushites, that one's fun, uh, Korites, were all subclans of the Lev- Levites. Now, Kohath was the ancestor of Amram, and Amram's wife was named uh, Jacques. Jacobed, if that's how you say her name, I hope it is, uh, because she's the lady who gave birth to Moses. Um, she was a descendant of Levi, born among the Levites in the land of Egypt. Amram and Jacobed became the parents of Aaron, Moses, and their sister, Miriam. To Aaron were, bo- were uh, born Nadab, Abihu, El- uh, Eliezer, and Ithmar, Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. We went through that story uh, many months ago. So the men from the Levite clans who were one month old or older numbered 23,000. But the Levites were not included in the registration of the rest of the people of Israel because they were not given an allotment of land when it was divided among the Israelites. So they get no land, right? They don't get any land. Their, their, their duty, their obligation is to the worship services and the, the tabernacle and all that. So the tribes would bring in some spoils or, you know, the, the tithe of the land, so to speak, and, and give that. And that's how the Levites were to, were to live. They weren't going to have land, so the other tribes were going to provide for them. That's just the way that God had it set up. So 
Verse 63, these are the results of the registration of the people of Israel as conducted by Moses and Eliezer, the priests on the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Not one person on on this list had been among those listed in previous registration taken by Moses and Aaron in the the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said said of them, they will all die in the wilderness. Not one of them survived except for Caleb, son of Jephunneh, that's how you say it, uh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. So, you have two guys who carried over from the previous generation because they were the two ones who just trusted God and were like, let's go into the promised land and let's do that today. And the other tribes were like, no, it's too scary. There's, the, the enemy's too big for God, which means the enemy's too big for us. We'll lose. We'll die. Um, we're not going to go. Fast forward 40 years, all those people died, except for Joshua and Caleb. And you have, uh, throughout this, you have uh, uh, pairings of, of, of two, uh, well, two different individuals. Joshua and Caleb were not brothers, but you have these guys paired up as they were faithful. Um, you have, uh, you also have some pairings concerning like uh, Nadab and Abihu were singled out because of their, they, they just they didn't burn the proper incense before God, like they weren't being faithful with their job. Uh, you also have the, the two individuals that we talked about earlier with the, the Korah rebellion and everything. Out of you know those three sets, you got one set that was just really good and admirable and one you should look up to, and it's Joshua and Caleb. If you're going to be like anybody from this entire chapter 26, be like Joshua and Caleb. We are, we, and I say we as putting myself within the story, like the children of Israel are exactly where they're at because of unbelief and distrust in God, okay? But you had two guys who were right there side by side with Moses uh, Aaron passed away, but uh, they were right there with Moses. Moses will eventually, he will pass away, not going into the promised land at all. But you have two guys who never faltered on trusting God. Never. And even once they made it into the promised land, they still were on mission for God. They're like, oh, the story's over. We made it. We're here. The walls of Jericho fell down and all that good stuff. This is now our land. No, because once they got into the land, they realized, oh, there's giants here. The enemy is still here. After 40 years, the enemy didn't run away. They built bigger walls because they saw us coming. So we got to go in at 80 years old and go take out some giants and go claim what God has rightfully declared is ours. Be like Joshua. Be like Caleb. Go all the way for God. Don't stop. Don't stop. And if everybody around you is like, no, you know, there's no way out. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. It's too big for God. It's too big for God is essentially what they might be saying, whispering in your ear or whatever. Nope. You just keep going for God. You just keep following him. You just keep trusting him. That's what these two guys did. And it cost them. Israel's disobedience cost them 40 years as well. They had to wander through the wilderness. They, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, you guys are going that way? I'm going to sneak into the promised land, okay? Like, I'll see you guys in 40 years, okay? Um, no, but they faithfully stood there by Moses' side, so to speak, and suffered through the 40 years. That was not their fault, holding on to the promise of God. You've 
You've been listening to Bread for the Broken with Pastor James Grizzle. How often is the voice of God ignored? Do you tune him out because you think you know what he's going to say to you? Or maybe it just comes straight from a disobedient heart, like that of the Israelites, after being rescued from Pharaoh's rule. Getting out of Egypt wasn't enough for them, because, get this, they complained. They were disgruntled because God's way of doing things wasn't their way of doing things. Not only that, but they did what they wanted. Listen to how God responds to the Israelites' behavior in Numbers 4.22 and 23. Because all these men have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. That's pretty heavy, but it comes from a loving father who's teaching his children to obey him without question. What is your next step of obedience? If you enjoyed today's message from Numbers and want to hear more, then go to breadforthebroken.com where you'll hear more of God's truth and what it means for your life. That website, once again, is breadforthebroken.com. Bread for the Broken is a ministry out of Calvary Galveston in Galveston, Texas. Would you consider donating some of your resources to support this ministry? All you have to do is visit us at breadforthebroken.com to learn how. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Make sure you join us again next time here on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you.